Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing artists. And today, as always, we've got a great show for you because every artist is great that we bring on. And today we have Brianna Blankenship, and I really think that you're going to like her. She's got a great song out, and let's get to know her. So, Brianna, are you here? I am. How is everyone? We're doing oh, good. doing well. well. Mm-hmm. Good. Awesome. Super happy to be a part of this. I'm so glad you guys um, reached out to me, and I'm super excited. Awesome. Well, that is awesome. We're glad that you're on the show. So um, yeah. as we get started, one thing I like to start with on every show, because of this time that we're in, and it kind of helps time stamp our interview, to be honest with you, is how are you it dealing does. with COVID right now? Oh, my gosh. Well, I work at an eye doctor like full time then I do oh, wow. music. I'm trying to do music mm-hmm. I'm trying to do music full time, so I'm kinda of just like yeah. I'll work at the eye doctor, you know, Monday through Friday, get mm-hmm. home at five o'clock and then automatically spend mm-hmm. six, seven hours working on music stuff. So it's it's crazy. <laughs> wow. But you know, it it was actually when our office was closed down, it was like kinda mm-hmm. nice because I just got to stay home and just constantly work on music stuff. So oh, wow. I mean it was nice but I'm happy to be back to work and get, you know, my schedule back to normal and so yeah so you but, were getting the experience like it was like you were full-time with music then <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah but I mean my gigs <laughs> I normally work at the eye doctor Monday through Friday and then I normally mm-hmm. have gigs Friday Saturday Sunday and um so that kind of sucked because I didn't get to play out as much but two weekends ago is when I started back up with gigs so I'm super glad to finally be back out and playing for people <laughs> and especially now that I have my song out it's really fun to be able to promote it and stuff so it's awesome that's really awesome. So as we get started here, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and a kind of a brief overview of who you okay. are. So my name is Brianna Blankenship. I am 21 years old. Um, my birthday is in August. So I'll be 22 here pretty soon. But <laughs> I first got into music. Well, let me, let, me, let me backtrack a little bit. When I graduated high school, um, I went to cosmetology mm-hmm. school. I, li- I live in Pennsylvania. It's a very, very small town. Um, a lot of people, you know, talk about we have a lot of Amish here. So we come from, like, the Amish <laughs> country over here is what everyone says. But um, so I went to cosmetology school, and I, I live probably, probably, like, an hour from the New York border. So I got to get my New York and my Pennsylvania license, and I worked in a couple of different salons. And that's when I started picking up on music a lot and started playing out on weekends. And I felt bad, you know, asking for every Saturday and Sunday night off of, you know, my actual job. And um, mm-hmm. so I worked at a daycare for a little while because it was just a Monday through Friday, easy job. I had my weekends off to do my music stuff. And then I randomly, I was at my eye doctor appointment the one day. And I guess when I left, the doctor was saying to the receptionist, oh, we should give her a job. We should give her a job. And I came sure. to pick up my contacts like two days later. And they're like, do you want a job? And I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> so, I've, I mean, you know, I, event- I eventually want to make music my full-time job. But, yeah. you know, right yeah. now. I just, I, I got to be able to pay my bills still and do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Have mm-hmm. their money to do stuff oh, yeah. and, you know, take care of my mm-hmm. family. And I got two lovely dogs, a Husky and a German Shepherd <laughs> that I got to take care of. So, yeah, that's <laughs> a little bit about me. So, um, I like to, like, start light before we go anywhere. And um, so what's some hobbies you do outside of music? Well, my boyfriend and I, we love to, like, go out riding. We have, like, a side-by-side ATV. We do that a lot. We try to spend as much oh, yeah. time with our dogs as we can. Um, <laughs> I do play I, I play guitar, too. So, I mean, what, where I'm from, it's, like, a lot of people 
are into like more metal like music. <laughs> so mm-hmm. a lot of people, have, a lot of people have like garage bands. So it's really hard for me to like have a full band, but mostly just acoustic guitar. And I just go out and play and have fun with it. So we like to travel a lot too and spend a lot of money together. <laughs> <laughs> that can be good and oh, can yeah. be bad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> he does, well. I know how to handle my money pretty well. My boyfriend, on the other hand, he doesn't know what he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so you handle all the money I, I, side. I think that's just men in general sometimes. So I think I think women it definitely handle sometimes. their money better. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, she's handled our. You know, I'm fine with it. She's handled our money. We've been married for years. Yep, I do years, all and the finances <laughs> and get everything paid and all that. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, boys <laughs> like to have their toys. <laughs> Right. And then what sucks right now is um is we've been a twenty four seven couple since the day we married. I mean we we're never apart. Seventeen years. Oh married. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And we've never spent the night apart or anything. And she's got surgery, oh, wow. a major surgery on Tuesday. So we're gonna mm-hmm. have so that'll three be nights our apart first and nights apart. Yep. Oh Let's my god. Three <laughs> nights. So not looking oh, forward gosh. to that, but <laughs> but hey, at least, at least you'll have at least you'll have a full bed to yourself sometimes. <laughs> That's true. We have two little ones, so I'll I'll get a small break there. <laughs> to rest. Yeah. With, <laughs> with my boyfriend, and I, he works swing shifts, so he's always working. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes he'll work in the middle of the night or different things. So it's nice. I have we have these two big dogs, so it's so nice when he's gone <laughs> for the night, and I have the whole bed with the dogs. <laughs> so what would you say is something quirky about you oh my gosh um (laughs) well i don't know i have a really bad habit that i've had since i I, well we'll just i don't really tell a lot of people this but a lot of people find it Mm -hmm. so interesting about me um Uh so i've had this really bad habit of eating gum since i was like seven years old and it's so funny, no, uh, like, I'm 21, and my mom just found out about it, like, two years ago. <laughs> like, my boyfriend thinks I'm crazy. He'll run He'll run into, like, the gas station. I'm like, can you get me a pack of gum, and he'll buy me a pack of gum, and I'll have it gone in, like, an hour. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, a lot of people, they're like, you eat gum? And I'm like, yeah, like, you don't understand. Like, it's just, it's food to me. But, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, you don't hear it very often, so. Yeah. That's yeah. So, so at what age did you say to yourself, "I could make this a career"? Now, now I know it's not a career yet. We get that, but we but we also know that that's your direction and that's the ultimate goal. So, at what age was it recent or what? When you thought to yourself, "You know, I have a chance to make this a career one day." Yeah. Um, Well, I started, I've always loved like singing and stuff. And when, you know, I did chorus all through high school and I took Mm -hmm. like singing lessons and stuff through high school. And the only reason I really did the singing lessons is because she had like concerts every month, you know, for our parents (laughs) and everyone that took singing lessons. And so I just loved like getting up there and singing. My heart would be racing every time I got up there and sang, but it was still, I, Mm -hmm. I I really had a passion for it, but you know, where I'm from, it's never a music. No one's really taken music as a career path, like where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like one thing that's always like held me back from trying to make it a career because it's oh, wow. very rare. And, wow. um, but mm-hmm. I started taking up guitar probably three years ago and I started probably mm-hmm. playing out a little over two years ago. And, but oh, wow. I think a 
the two years ago is when I like really was like, okay, I really want to do this. You know what I mean? I really want to <laughs> yeah. make the, make this a career. So, yeah. And, and you know, that's the sad part. There's a lot of people in your position to where people don't support. Now, a lot of people that come on our show, they've been lucky where they have that support where people, oh, go, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you can make this a career, but there's a lot of people that they don't have that where pe- people just don't understand. Cause you know, the, I think the world sometimes they look at music and they see the ones that don't make it at all and they see Blake yep. Shelton. They don't realize Correct. there's like many levels in between. There's oh, there's people that are living off the music that you'll never hear their names. Yep. But they're exactly. living off. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. I mean, I never knew how much work actually goes into like the whole recording process and then really trying to get your music out mm-hmm. to different radio stations and doing different interviews like you people don't understand the behind the scenes work they really don't you know they don't see what they just hear the music that's on the radio and you know they don't really see the work that goes into it all so and we talk about that too and and usually i talk about the highs first and the lows second but i guess we'll flip mm-hmm. it this time since you kind of already went there a little bit um yeah um <clears throat> you know people see the glory but they don't see the grind oh, yeah. they don't see the sacrifices they don't see the struggles I'm going to tell a story that will help lead us into where I want this to go. Um, in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full, full-time in music. And I asked Allison, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And her, exact, her words were, you know, and she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that. And keep music as a hobby. She says, because once you want it to be a career, everything changes. She goes, you have to yeah. think different. You have to be, be different. You, you have to eat different. You have to exercise different. Because you've got to be on that stage for two, three, four, five hours at a time. You can't just jump yeah. up there and not exercise. You, you know, you have, if you have a bad day today and you've got a gig tonight, you've got to get up there and play like it was the best day ever. She said, yeah. she said yes, it's a passion, but it's now a job too. And because of that, you have to switch on how you think. She goes, you, your family sacrifices. You can't, you can't be at every birthday. You can't be at every holiday. You, you, you have gigs. And many times the yeah. holidays is when you have your best gigs. So you can't, you, know, yeah. you can't do what everybody else does. She says, exactly. if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way yeah. those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Yeah. Let's go there a little bit. Oh, I I absolutely totally agree. I mean, I have I play at a lot of weddings as well, especially mm-hmm. like you know summertime. A lot of people mm-hmm. have their weddings in the summertime where I'm from, and I had yeah. this wedding booked, you know, a year ago because people reached out to me, you know, way ahead of time because they they're doing their scheduling and stuff, you know, they're um, planning for their wedding way ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had this wedding booked for so long and my poor cousin, she just graduated this year and it just happened to be the same exact day in the same time. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, it just, it, that's the way it is. You know, I went mm-hmm. to her party like after I was done and stuff, mm-hmm. but there's just things that, you know, my career path, I, I need to put myself, I, I'm a big person that always tries to make mm-hmm. everyone else feel better, you know, before myself, mm-hmm. just, that's just how I am. I'm, I'm like, I just. I, I'm more worried about other people's feelings versus mine, but I yeah. just, with music, I, it's just one thing that I have to control and I have to put first for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, I, to, mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree. I mean, 
you know, I play where I'm from. I play at a lot of bars because that's all that's really here. And people just, oh, they go to the bar mm-hmm. to drink and have a good time, but they don't realize, like, I'm pouring my heart and soul up there for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, you, I totally agree. I mean, in a way, it is a job. But like, if you're so passionate about it, it doesn't even feel like a job half the time. You know what I mean? You're just you're doing what you love. Mm-hmm. And that's all, that's all there is to it. So. And because you hear people, and I'm sure you've heard this, where, where people will say um, an artist just needs a real job. And yep. I cringe <laughs> because a lot of people think, well, if, you know, if, it'll, if you're going to be a Blake Shelton, it'll just happen. You know, keep, do the day job, keep it, and just do this part-time. Do it like a hobby. Treat it like a hobby. And they think that, that if it's to be, it will be. And that's just not how it works. You know, nope. you have to be dedicated if you're ever going to make it to the to the big leagues, as they say, within this. Even the middle leagues, you know, if you're going to make yep. it in, to have a, a career where you actually have money to live on, not, not, not even a Blake Shelton level, but but level where you can live on it. It's, you've got to mm-hmm. be dedicated to it, and people don't get that. Like I've got a story I always like to tell, because I want parents to kind of wake up on this. <laughs> Is I've got friends of mine that are, say, 10, 15 years in their career. And this is what happens when parents, guidance counselors, or whoever steals that passion from somebody. But I've got friends of mine that are 10, 15 years in their career, and they're miserable. And you talk to them, yeah. and some of them will open up. I mean, of course, most people are not going to admit this. But every now and then you get, I get somebody that actually admits this to me. And and we're talking like, well, why are you so unhappy you know, with your life? You know, you've got this great um, – lifestyle you've got this great family you got an amazing career and some of them will stop me on that and say the career's the problem i'm like what do you mean career's the problem you went to college for this career and they're like well i kind of didn't want to go this route and my parent and yeah. my guidance counselor my friend said that's where the money's at so they all pushed yeah. me this way and now they are miserable destroying their life i mean some of them are drinking their life away they're hurting their marriages because they're miserable and all because they went a route that was not made for them. Yep. I, and that's and what I, happens I tot- when you take that passion. I, I totally agree. When I first started, like my parents were, you know, when I was like 15, 16, I'd always have my mom, mm-hmm. you know, take me to the voice auditions and stuff. My dad was always like, Oh, oh well. my God, like this, she, she's crazy. Like, this is silly. <laughs> what are you doing? This is a waste of time. Oh, and well. just, now that I'm actually, wow. now that it was about, when I first started playing out, my dad's like, Holy cow, like she could actually do this. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. it, it, I think it took Changes a lot mind. of me. Yeah, I think, well, I think also, like, my parents, like, they didn't see mm-hmm. that I had the drive that I did until mm-hmm. I started actually showing them the drive that I have for music. And um, now they're just, like, they're all for it. They're always trying to, they come to every single oh, wow. gig that I play, every audition, every <laughs> interview, any anything I have to do, they are right there helping me. If I need help with money or anything, they are, they are mm-hmm. my rock, definitely. So, and, you know, for them, really it, awesome. is, it is, it, mm-hmm. it's, it is hard for them at times because, you know, they'll be talking to, like, their friends, and I'll be like, oh, like, she's doing music? Like, what? Like, she's not doing, like, a real job? And But they just they don't understand. They You know, no one yeah. really understands unless you're in it. So, but it, yeah, I, mean, I do well, have we've a lot been of told, people. Go ahead. With this show, you know, we've been told that same thing with this show. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, all our life people have tried to say we just need to get a get real job. We've been 24-7 cups, so we do gig work and all different things to stay afloat all these years. Yeah. And we're still here. You know, we're, we're making it. 
we don't we are not oh, rich yeah. or anything, but we started the show and it's like and, and it's funny because people locally here in Savannah. They're like, why are you even doing that? It's like nothing's going to come of that. And all my Nashville friends, they're like, oh, this is great. Just get going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, and that's, a, there, there are some people that are like, wow, like, you know, when I, Brianna first, mm-hmm. talking to my parents, when Brianna first started with music, I didn't really see it, you know, doing anything. Uh-huh. But now that I'm, I have my first single out, people are like, wow, like she's actually doing this. Like it's, you know, some <laughs> people are coming to the realization that, oh, she can do this, but you know some people are still like whatever. Like she should yeah. just have a real job. <laughs> but, and what's funny yeah. is this: this will be the pattern that you'll see from the from the real critics. Now, I'm not saying oh, people yeah. who just don't understand, but the real critics. First, yep. Yep. it'll be it won't work. Second, it'll be you can't do it. Third phase will be when they when they start seeing it working, it won't last. Yep. Fourth will be um, that um, you were lucky. And then the last stage will be um, – they'll be telling people, I always knew she'd make it. Yes, exactly. And, I, that, I, mean, that, I mean, I've already gone – That's just – isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've already gone through a little bit of that, you know, not mm. saying anything about any – you know, anything bad about anyone I went to high school yeah. with. But, you know, there are people that I yeah. didn't particularly <laughs> get along with. And now they're like, oh, my gosh, I always knew you could do it. That's so awesome. And I'm like, I, I just take it. You know what I mean? I'm like, thank you. Like, I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. But you know what I mean? Oh, Those yeah. are also yeah. people that doubted yeah. me for so many years. <laughs> so. Like, I, we, I, we've interviewed yep. people – like, we've interviewed people to where um, they, they would tell us a story to how – when their song got first played locally on the radio, they would have high, old high school friends call out, I just heard you on the radio. And they're thinking, yeah, yeah you finally get it. You know, cause they didn't, cause they're like, of course they didn't say it to their face, but they're like, um, yeah. well, you never believed in me in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like you said, it's just, you'll have those kind of people that, you know, they play the part. So. Yeah. Now, now that we talk about a little bit of the negative side, because again, like I said, I always like to hit both sides. I think most people miss exactly what it really takes with them to make it, and it's a lot. It's a lot that you all have to go through. So let's go the other way. Um, what are some mm-hmm. moments where you can look back and say, "Wow, I got to do that." Wow, I mean, I so I've auditioned for The Voice and American Idol and everything mm-hmm. since I was like fifteen or sixteen. And there's been a couple, like, I never, like, made it past, like, the first round of, because there's, people don't realize, there's, like, three or four rounds before you even get close to those judges, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I'm a big person. I I have a lot of, like, self-issues and stuff just from growing up, you know, with my confidence and stuff. And this past year, I got to actually, I made it through all three rounds, and I got to audition for the actual judges, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and um, Luke Bryan. And I I need to meet, I was, like, I was taking it. I was excited so uh-huh. seriously that, like, I couldn't even be excited because I, I was taking it so seriously, you know what I mean? And um, I ended up, they all told me I had a great voice, this and that, but Katie and Lionel both could see that I need to really work on my confidence more. And But Luke, mm-hmm. Luke gave me a yes, but Katie and Lionel both just said no, that I just need, you know, another year or so. And now looking back at that, I mean, I wish I would have been mm-hmm. more excited and more happy at that moment <laughs> in time, really soaked up the moment more than stressing myself out all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yes. looking back, I definitely – And that might have helped, I've too. Grown, definitely. And I definitely have grown a lot since then. And people have asked mm-hmm. me, like, oh, are you going to audition again? And I'm like, I – 
I think I'm going to wait until I actually feel 100% ready. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. walk mm-hmm. in there and not have to feel like I got to fake my confidence. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, but that was, if they that, see the growth <laughs> that they look at oh, that, yeah. I think that those judges, a lot of times when they see someone who returns, I think their yep. bi- biggest thing is do they see growth? If they see some exactly. growth in you, they usually take a chance. Yep. And exactly. And that's, you know, it's exciting, you know, to think about going back again and trying again, but mm-hmm. I don't want to go there and then, then say the same thing. You know, I, I still get nervous at time. I don't really get nervous at the bar because most of the time you're just background noise, but if I'm doing like an actual show, because we don't, I don't have mm-hmm. as many opportunities to actually get up and perform in front of people. So I definitely, yeah. I want to, make sure I'm ready before going back because I don't want to just waste the chance again. You know what I mean? I want to make sure I'm ready and don't mm-hmm. waste my time there again. Not that I wasted my time, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I definitely, well, I looking back, I definitely was not ready. So, but I thought now, I was. Now, I what feel do like you everyone think, thinks they are. Now, what do you think that since the audition, since you said that you've got more confidence in what do you think's helped in that? I mean, what have you done that's kind of helped in that area that you feel? Um, well, I mean, it's just crazy because once I announced that I auditioned, like, I had so much more support from people and so much more, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, everyone wants mm-hmm. this, you know, but then I have music come out and people are still supportive, but they weren't nearly as supportive as they were when the American Idol thing was announced. You know what I mean? So I feel like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it, it's like – a pull and tug game with my fans. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? People, you know, I travel as much as I can to play out, but it's, it's really hard, you know, working a full-time job on top of doing music and then on top of trying to travel every weekend to go play, you know, it's a lot. So yeah. um, I definitely, yeah, I, I, I it's hard. <laughs> it's definitely a hard <laughs> situation. But. <clears throat> And, and, you know, and I, and I love that you're being honest and vulnerable here because, again, that's what our show is about. You know, our tagline is up yeah, close and personal because we want yep. we want an artist to feel comfortable enough to share what they really feel in their heart. Because, again, I think that, that when people listen to the show, our goal is to get you to connect to the people. Yeah, and I yep, believe being exactly. vulnerable is what does that. Yeah. And it, it is hard, you know, I play out at a lot of bars because that's mostly what all I can do right now unless I did up mm-hmm. and move. But, you know, everyone's financial yeah. situation, it's it's not easy to just get up and move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, yes. So you know that. Absolutely. It definitely is hard, like people seeing that, oh, she had a single coming out. She had a single come out or she auditioned for American Idol, but here she is just still playing at the bar. You know what I mean? I, you know, I hear the background stuff. I hear what's said versus, you know, what mm-hmm. people say online or, you know what I mean, want to. So it, it's definitely hard not to take stuff that people say to heart, but you just, you know, I'm learning that with going through this career that you just really, yep. you got to have a, you got to have a hard ground, you know what I mean, when you're, you know, yeah. going through it. So, well, what do you think you say is the hardest that you've had to go through, as in of criticism? You know, because of course you, you, like you said, you you hear what people say. What do you think is the hardest that people misunderstand? Um. Oh man, I I mean the hardest thing for me, like with the whole music thing, is definitely my confidence because I mean 
it's not that I'm not a people person, but I just, I have a, I'm like socially awkward. So that's like when you're in a music <laughs> business, you, you can't be yeah. like that. You gotta be talking to people. You gotta be making conversation. And I think that's mm-hmm. like, I, I told my boyfriend, I was like, I wish I was a bartender because I would, you know, it would help me grow with, you know, yeah. being able to talk to yeah. people and talk to people and talk to people and get better at that. And, you know, and, and a lot of people are like, I would never guess that you had anxiety or you were socially awkward because you fake it so well. And I'm like, I, well, because I've been trying to do it for so long. I mean, but it's just like when you, when you, when you have those kind of issues, my boyfriend and I were talking about this last night, when you have those kind of issues, mm-hmm. he doesn't, he doesn't have an anxiety or anything, so he doesn't really understand, but you'll be faking it on yeah. the outside and everyone thinks you're fine. But on the inside, it's just like eating you alive. And I'm like, just yep, get out of my head. Your going hundred mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, I think, I mean, uh, I tell my mom, I'm like, how do I outgrow this? I mean, I've been working on it for so long, but how do I just get through it? And, but, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, I would, I would have never going. guessed that. Yes. I would have never guessed you had those kind of issues unless you actually said, like, I'm uncomfortable sitting here talking to you. What's funny. What's funny is it made me think of a story that back about, 12 years ago or so, Sandy and I were um, – I always thought I was supposed to speak and all that, and I can get, what's great is I get to speak now because I do our show. Um, but about 12 mm-hmm. years ago, I got my first chance. We were helping launch a little young professionals group, and it made me – this made me think of this when you just was talking about that. Um, but we were launching a little young professionals group here in Savannah, and they asked three volunteers to speak for five minutes, the, kind of the opening night. And this was like a week mm-hmm. before. So I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I want to speak. And um, I learned a couple valuable lessons if you're going to speak, and it never change your speech the day of. Big lesson learned. <laughs> Se- mm-hmm. Second lesson, don't make your first yeah. speech in front of 300 people. Another lesson yep. learned. So that night, yeah. we're, we're Sandy and I are on the front row. They called me up, and I had my notes in my hand. I get up there on stage. And I can't see my notes because my hand's shaking. The notes oh were like, <laughs> well, I, I thought no big deal. I'll put them on a podium. Well, even though I'm a short guy, their podium only went to like my waist. So, though, and it was dim in there, so there was no seeing my notes there. So I thought, well, yeah. the five minutes that I had was really kind of telling my story. I know my story. I know what it is. The movie The Butterfly Effect just came out right then. And oh, that's we were, right. And we we were, I was going to kind of tell hip. And I was going to tell the story of how, why I would not change my, anything in my past because it led me to marrying my amazing wife. And so it was yeah. really my story. And yeah. I open my mouth and nothing comes out. Nothing. Nada. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I move my mouth more and nothing. Nada. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, uh-oh. What do I, I, I knew, first, I knew that if I didn't finish – I'd probably never do anything with speaking again. So I knew I had to, whatever happens, I had to finish this some way. Yeah. And yeah. Sandy told me later that on the front row, she's like freaking because, you know, she can't help uh, me. Well, I'm up there like struggling. And, it was and, awkward um, to watch. I was like, what do I do? I've got to help. But I was scared to get up and say anything, dude. Oh, my and, gosh. But, and I'm about a minute in now. Now, now these poor people. Had had to watch me for a minute trying yes. to struggle, and I'm surprised they didn't pull me off the stage. To be honest with you, I am um, too. I thought they were going to. <laughs> Finally, about a minute in, 
I just said the first thing that came to my mind. I took a deep breath and I said, okay, y'all, if you get nothing else out of this, at least you get a good laugh. Everybody laughed and I nailed it from there. But I knew I had to finish it because that was a defining moment in my life. Oh yeah, definitely. That is, that is, I, I can just totally like feel that in my heart when you were telling me that story. Like my heart was racing for you when you were telling me the story. Um, And I I wanted to share that with you because it sounds like you're in that position and I'm like, you know what? I think she'll get a kick out of this because of where I am now. Yeah. Well, I, we had a, at, at my hometown, we had a um, a competition called, it was called Miss Kane High. Kane High School was my high school mm-hmm. that I grew up in. It was called Miss mm-hmm. Kane High, basically where you compete, and then you go to, like, the county fair and compete, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. so that was the first time I actually, like, sang in front of people, and I, <laughs> I sang the song, Do You Want to Build a Snowman from Frozen. Uh-huh. And ah, I yes. remember my mom was like, oh, my gosh, you should do it. It shows so much of your personality. Like, oh, my God, it's awesome. So not not my best choice for singing in front of people. Not the best song I could chose. But I just remember sitting backstage, you know, before they were they were announcing me and the song I was going to sing. Then they went to open the curtains. And they announced the song that I was singing. And I heard one of the guys in the crowd yell, oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I was terrified. And then wow. after that, after that, I had to get up and give a speech. And I was literally sweating and shaking so bad. Like you said, you're, you can't control it. You, you really can when it comes to that. And I'll have people tell people now that are like, how can you get up and sing in front of people? I was like, I can get up and sing all day. If you ask me to get get up there and sing a, see, say a speech, I'm going to run. <laughs> I've, definitely, I've definitely grown a lot. I mean, I've worked on it, you know, a lot. I've gotten better yeah. with talking in front of people, but it's definitely one mm-hmm. thing that I think I'm always going to struggle with, but hopefully not as bad as I have struggled with and still do struggle with it. So. And you'll get better because, again, you know, this was 12 years ago, and I yeah. still get nervous when, when we, you know, I've, I've Oh, and, and mine is even worse at, at, like, networking things. I used to not, when they would say just have everyone stand up and say what their name is, I would have him say my name <laughs> for me. I couldn't even say my name in front of people, and, oh and here I am on the show, too. My boyfriend's like such a social butterfly. We'll go to a bar and he's like, Hey, mm-hmm. like meet new new people he's never even seen in his life. I'm like, How do you just talk to people? Like how do you just make friends with everyone? I don't get it. Right. I I wish I had his personality because my music career would be so much easier if I did. You know what's funny about you saying that? Um for seventeen years of our marriage, Sandy would roll her eyes at this sometimes because we'd be outside on the street like yeah. you just said and I wouldn't run into friends I'd run into strangers and once we start talking Sandy would know we're going to be there 60 minutes 60 minutes just, oh, there's yeah. just no way around it we're going to be talking and, and um and she would roll her eyes sometimes because we need to we need to be so and so and I'm talking you know and and I've probably done that <laughs> thousands of times in the 17 years of our marriage but now here oh, it is gosh. we're having conversations yeah for 60 minutes with each artist yeah on average yeah. So That's, I mean, it's all those awesome. talks paid off. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, and that's why that's why I'm working so hard. I'm working so hard on it. So, I feel like You'll every, get there. I feel like every yeah, I feel like every musician has their own mm. you know thing that they struggle with, especially yep. like comparing. You know, there's so many different artists, and social media is such a 
hard thing, you know, when you're trying to be a musician, mm-hmm. it, social media is so hard because you're always sitting there comparing yourself to other people. You know what I mean? Oh, I could do this better. I could do that better. They do this yeah. better than me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're always comparing yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's definitely one of the biggest struggles. And I think every musician struggles with it. You know, everyone that's trying yeah. to be an oh, artist yeah. and it's, I mean, I think it's something everyone goes through. So I definitely, I always keep that in the back of my head. Like as I'm, when I have my really hard times, I'm like, I'm not the only one going through this. You know, I have people supporting me. Yeah. I'm fine. Just, just right. breathe. You're fine. Keep going. Do your thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a great time. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to play your song, Church. How's that sound? Awesome. Sounds good. So hey, so hang on there, and we'll be back shortly. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
cool song there. Great song. Thank you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate us, it. So tell us the story of how that song came together. So I actually, it was a demo sent to me, and as soon as I first heard it, like, I wanted a love song, like a love country song, but, you know, everything you hear on the radio is always about drinking and this and that, mm-hmm. you know, at, yeah. at parties or at the bar, you know what I mean? I wanted something, <laughs> like, total, totally different. And um, when I first mm-hmm. heard that, I was just like, wow, like that all the cross-references, cross like through the lyrics are just so clever. Like they're so strongly written that I just, I fell in love with every piece of it. And I was like, I have to do this. Like this has to be my first song that I put out. I just, I fell in love with it. So it's, uh, I couldn't have asked for a better song. Definitely. That is really cool. <clears throat> so um, as you know, you know, when a lot of people seek, again, like we talked about earlier, people really don't see this as a career, but really it's more than a career. It's a business, and it can only yeah. work when everybody does its part. And I like to always give mm-hmm. people a chance to tell who their team is, you know, because, again, you know, the the more you grow, the more bigger team you're going to eventually have. It's just mm-hmm. that's the way it is. And, and, and independent artists, I think, they really depend on teams a lot of times because you've got to do so much. I mean, so many different jobs. So I like to give people a chance to spend one or two minutes to tell them a little bit about their team. So, so who is behind you that helps you be who you are? Well, everything, I'm not, I'm not allowed to like say names or anything, but basically I got um, founded by music scout about two years ago and I got put in an artist development plan and um, I've had a great team with, I got to work with a bunch of different songwriters and different PRs and social media people. And um, my producer that produced that song, he is absolutely amazing. And I'm just so grateful that I got to work with, you know, the amazing vocal coach and just everyone that's, you know, been behind everything. I'm just, I am so grateful. And I, you know, I don't, I I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. half of the opportunities that I do, you know, without them behind me. So I'm very, very, very grateful. And I'm sure right and now probably your biggest supporters are your parents now, huh? Definitely. Mine it's so funny. <laughs> I'll play I'll, I'll play it, you know. I I know what, you know, kind of venues do better than others. So I know, <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna be sitting there playing to my parents and my boyfriend and my grandparents the whole time or if I'm gonna be <laughs> playing for a crowd. <laughs> so every single gig, you know, them and my grandparents they are just my biggest supporters ever. Yeah. And like I said, so they're they're my rock. Story. You know, tell us a parent story where they – and, of course, I'm sure they go above and beyond every day, so I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But tell us a story that kind of stands out to where you, you were like, wow, they really get that this is my passion. Um, Let me think. I mean, <laughs> my dad just cracks me up. If you guys met my dad, <laughs> oh, my gosh, he, he is just – he's too funny. He will order – like, mm-hmm. he'll sit there on YouTube for, like, 12 hours and, like, rewatch all my videos <laughs> and just rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. I'm like, Dad, you are obsessed, man. I was like, come on. But he'll, he'll sit there and watch, like, a bunch of different YouTube videos of, like, different mm-hmm. sound equipment. He'll just order yeah. me the most random stuff that I don't even need. I mean, I'm so grateful, and I appreciate <laughs> everything. I remember the uh-huh. day the – day, he knew I wanted a Taylor guitar really bad. And uh, well, they mm-hmm. both did. They both knew I really wanted to see yeah. the guitar, and they they were just they they were like one day they were like let's go to Pittsburgh and we're gonna buy this Taylor guitar for you. And I was like what? Like oh my gosh! I I just everything I need 
and, you know, everything that I want to do, they mm. are right there behind me, helping me, you know, with any anything that they can. When I first started, I had this, I have just like a tower system, like PA system now, but mm. I used to have like the two huge, humongous speakers that go on stands and then a huge monitor mm. and they would help me set it up and everything. And, <laughs> but I mean, I just, especially with American Idol, you know, all the traveling and stuff we had to do for that. I mean, they were mm-hmm. right there, you know, wow. behind me the whole time. And I'm just so grateful. <laughs> it's, you know, it's amazing what they do. I couldn't have asked for better, better parents, you know. A lot of, mm-hmm. you know, I do talk to a lot of musicians that, you know, their parents aren't as supportive because it's not, you know, it's not. Yeah, it's not traditional. A career path. Yes, exactly. It's not just like a, you know, so I'm very grateful to have parents that actually believe in me and help me with everything I can or they can. And, yeah, I'm definitely very, very grateful. <laughs> that is really awesome. And one thing we like to do, we, you know, we, we're, we call our show kind of like a family affair. We have an eight-year-old that we, we bring on to ask one question to the um, okay. each artist. And, he, and then we yeah. got a 15-month-old, so when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into our show, too. <laughs> we will. <laughs> <we're gonna> get, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so we're going to get him on real quick and so he can share mm-hmm. his little question. <laughs> he loves it too. That's awesome. Preparing him for the future. <laughs> okay, what's here's what's his name? Hi, hi, Brenda. What's your favorite food? What's my favorite soup? Food. Food. What's my favorite food? Oh my goodness. Let me think. I don't know. I really love mac and cheese, and I really love pickles. Do you like pickles? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> What do, do you like, dill pickles, pickles or sweet pickles? Uh, I I like whatever kind of pickles. You like whatever <laughs> kind of pickles? Yeah, me too. I, dill's my favorite, though. <laughs> but what's your favorite, Lucas? Uh, my favorite is... Uh, now his mind went... It's <laughs> uh, a hamburger deal. Hamburger, <laughs> yummy. It's usually, pizza. it's usually pizza. I think we just blew his mind by you ask, you asking him about pickles. And <laughs> That's okay. I, I, you know, I was a vegetarian for four years, so I didn't eat you know, hamburger for a long, long time. Bye. But I found okay. out what I was missing. <laughs> Bye, Christopher. Yeah, he comes and goes. Um, he does. He loves to be part uh, of it, though. You missed it. You, he didn't say pizza that time because she blew his mind. <laughs> oh, I missed it. As he was talking, I think about pickles. Well, yeah, because uh, he does love pickles. One of, one of her favorite was pickles, and then she asked him, "Do you like pickles?" And and then when I we talked about what was his yes. favorite food, he was he lost track. <laughs> he lost track there. <laughs> He's like, I forgot to say pizza because <laughs> he always says pizza. <laughs> That's funny. He, oh my goodness! Can, what a cutie! <laughs> He loves pickles so yep. much he could literally, if we let him, eat a whole jar at a time. Oh, yeah, that's me too. Normally <laughs> I have to go and buy two jars because I know I'll eat one myself. And my boyfriend's like, where'd all the pickles go? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he again? Did you say eight? He's eight. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. And we got a 15-month-old daughter. and or she, Actually, she just turned 16 months today. 16 um. months today, yeah. <laughs> wow. Congrats. <laughs> Oh, thank you. So when, so when, so we're trying to build this show while we're going through a lot of issues, and we got two kids, and we run all this from home. So, so we're it's trying to balance sometimes. all this. 
Oh, I, yes. I believe it. We're going to write a book about this someday, the experience of launching, and we'll we'll have some crazy stories in there <laughs> behind okay, the totally scenes. Gonna, I'll have, like, phone calls, or I'll try to go, like, Facebook Live or Instagram Live, and then I have my dogs that are attacking each other in the background, barking and howling. I'm like, guys, be quiet. Trying to be like sometimes our cat, if if we haven't given her 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 second food of the day, sometimes the cat will start meowing in interviews. And wow. It gets crazy sometimes. Yeah, very loudly. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. So, so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Hmm. That is an awesome question. Okay, definitely. I don't know if I'm going to say her last name right. Tennille Towns? Oh, yeah. I, yep. Her yep. her songwriting has definitely inspired me to work super hard on my storytelling and everything because every mm-hmm. song, you know, her songs, they sound amazing on the radio, but once you actually listen to the fine lyrics of them, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. you just, mm-hmm. it, it <laughs> blows your mind what comes out of it. I mean, it is amazing, and, you know, I would love – to be able to work with her and, you know, you know, mm-hmm. have her help me with, you know, um, storytelling and different things. Cause that's one thing I struggle with. I feel like every song that I've tried to write turns into a cheesy love song, cheesy old Taylor Swift, you know, love story. And and we're, and we're actually trying to get her on the show and hopefully we will Tenille. eventually. Yeah. Hopefully we, we, we did get, we did get to Neil arts on the show. Oh yes. Yeah, she was too. really cool. Yes, she's very awesome. It's, it's really crazy well. having two rising. Ain't it crazy having two Tennilles rising right now? I know it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. I think so Tennille just Tennille. Yeah. And you know, I think Tennille Towns was smart because I think she knew that it had two Tennilles rising. But I noticed recently she started going by just Tennille instead of Tennille Towns. Oh really? <laughs> That's funny. Like, like, when I was looking up on the for the awards on the um, ACMs, I think it is. For the, mm-hmm. That's right. And she's she on there for, for the new for rising new, female new artist. Right. Yeah. And, um, new oh, wow. It just says to, it just says to Neil. Okay, well it mm-hmm. works. I, I, that's a beautiful name, definitely, <laughs> and definitely fits <Yeah>. her. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Is there a song out there that you've heard? And I'm sure there's probably a bunch, but just may think of something that comes to mind. Is there a song that you've heard where you're, you're like, I wish I wrote that one? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. I would definitely have to go with Somebody's Daughter by Tennille. I mean, like I said, I'm just such <laughs> a fan of her song songwriting. Yes. I mean, it, it's, just, it's just things you wouldn't think of. You know what I mean? You, do, you know, right. the whole song is written about, you know, a girl that's, you know, on the street, and she's wondering why, you know, what happened, and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and it's, it, she writes about the craziest things that you would have never even, that are right in front of your face, that you would have never thought, oh my gosh, this would be an amazing song, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, right, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing, another song I'm a huge fan of is, um, I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack, I mean, that, yeah. that, I've always that's loved a good that, one. oh yes, ever since I was little, so that's definitely another one that would be <laughs> one I wish I wrote, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm about to ask a question, and I'm gonna. I have a cer- certain way I ask this, and I'll explain why right after it. But if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it, it kind of in that way, <clears throat> to kind of make you 
think where do you really want to be is this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini before anybody even knew who she – I think she had like a top 30 at that point. Her first single was in number 28, if I remember correctly, and when Mm -hmm. we interviewed her. And her Mm -hmm. answer that she gave us of where she wanted to be in five years is almost to the T of how she's living right now. And I always like to tell that story because that shows what can happen in five years. You know, most people didn't know who she was. Now so many people, if you're in country, you know who she is. (laughs) So if all bets were off, where would you be in five years? Hopefully I would be signed to an awesome, you know, record label and making music that, you know, people can, you know, just like the way I look at Tennille Town songs or, you know, Lady Lady A songs, you know, anyone and just, mm. you know, being able to relate to it and, you know, just be able to write and sing for people and, you know, have that connection with people through music, you mm-hmm. know, I would just, that would be everything. I mean, I love working at the eye doctor. I love my patients, but I definitely want to do music. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. That's my goal. <clears throat> so, um, Let's say you had a friend. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. I always have to add that part. Let's say that you've heard him or her sing, and they're actually pretty good. And, they, and you can tell there's something special. And they've played maybe 20, 30 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet. And, but they've mm-hmm. got on stage. They've heard the crowd roar at them. And they, just, and they get what every artist says, that stage bug. And they just know there's they're supposed to be there. And they come to you and they say, Brianna, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? You know, I, I think all of us musicians know exactly what that stage bug is and everything. And just, <laughs> you know, I, I've watched different interviews of different artists and stuff. And the best advice that I have ever been given, you know, through you know, different musicians and stuff is just to keep mm. going because, you know, you'll get a thousand no's before you get one yes, which I have learned. Yeah. <laughs> I have learned mm-hmm. that very, very fast. You'll get, you'll get a thousand no's before you hear one yes. But it's, mm-hmm. it's just that feeling that you can't just shove it aside. And, you know, yeah. if you really have a passion and drive for it, just keep going, keep grinding, keep, you know, pushing and do everything you can, you know, just keep going, keep going. Exactly. I, I love that because that's so true that, you know, how many times do people, like, like you know, they call Nashville a 10-year city because mm-hmm. on average when someone moves there, <clears throat> it's usually 10 or so years before they make it big. And yep. But a lot of people who move to Nashville leave within five years. So yep. Nashville just um, – so, so they leave and they give up. And they don't realize it takes a lot of work. You know, every overnight success is many years in the making, and people don't realize that. Yep, exactly. I, I agree a thousand percent. And, you know, a lot of people where I'm from, they're like, why don't you, like, move to Nashville? Why don't you do this? And I was like, well, I feel like right now if I was to up and move to Nashville, I don't know a lot of people there. I don't know a lot of connections. I really want to work on, you know, traveling there and different times of the year and meeting different people and getting different connections. I don't want to just move to Nashville and be a bar singer. You know what I mean? I want to have yeah. more. You know what I mean? I want to have a path drawn out for me, not just go there and go play at the bars and 
pray that I get a record mm. deal somehow. You know what I mean? I want to have yeah. a path. You, you, know, you, know you, I mean? you sound so. like us kind of because, you know, this is – even though we just launched a show, because we're planning on moving to Nashville next year, but even though we just mm-hmm. launched a show here, um, we're, July 3rd will be six months since we launched the show. Um, so, so we've had artists that we really are, like, stunned that we've already got on the show and, and coming up like I told you, who, who coming up on Monday and stuff. But mm-hmm. we, but people would think, oh, we just launched a show and all this is happening. But no, this, this actually originally began back in 2014 when we originally yeah, launched New Country Buzz. Mm-hmm. And all the connections that we've made through the years have come through the years. So even though this looks like a six-month journey, it's been a seven-year journey at this point. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. I definitely agree with you a thousand percent. And we have so many connections in Nashville now, and that was what I wanted to do. Before we make a move, mm-hmm. I wanted to have a lot of connections so when we make the transition, the transition is smoother. Yep, yep, definitely. I mean, my one friend, she moved um, to Nashville, and she's singing in bars. I mean, she she's doing what she loves, you know what I mean? But I just mm. I, I want to take it differently, you know what I mean? I want to, yeah. you know, have – different like have different producers or different people that I you know make connections with and I I had a phone call with um in a country artist from Nashville his name is Spencer Crandell I had a phone call with him just to get some advice and stuff and he told me the same thing you know stay where you're at you know Mm -hmm. make your money you know build up your financial um stability and stuff and make connections with people in Nashville you know set up times Mm -hmm. to go meet people and talk to people in person in Nashville and you know make sure you have yourself set before you make that move. Don't just yeah. rationally make that move hoping that things are going to happen. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And that that was definitely great advice that he gave me as well. I was super grateful to be able to talk to him. So as we so. get to this last question here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask but they kind of never do? Hmm. That is a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think you guys have touched pretty much everything. And more. Well, that's our um, plan. That's that's our goal of the show. We love well, I guess it, it depends on. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on what your last question is, because I guess the question that I would tell you guys to ask might be your last question. <laughs> well, this actually is our la- usually our last. You know, some you know. <laughs> yeah, this, this this is usually our last one. We have a couple we oh, probably oh, left out that we usually last. ask and. And usually people answer whatever it is, is the question we oh didn't ask. Oh, my God. You guys, you guys totally put that on me. You had me so confused. What, I was like, well, it depends on. And, and, and you know what's funny. funny about that question is, you know, we, we, I think that was one of the first questions we really started asking from almost day one. Some really good questions. That are like, like I remember about 50, 60, 70 episodes back, um, a girl said, I just wish somebody would ask what's quirky about me. And I, I, was like, oh, really? I like that. That's, We've had that's the best that answers to that question. Really and, and it's been, and you know what? Now, granted, when we're interviewing a guy, I don't ask what's quirky, I ask what's unusual. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that, that was like one of the first questions you asked me, and I'm like, what? I was like, well, okay. I mean, I, I'm down with anything. I mean, it just it kind of surprised me. But I mean, that's, that's definitely, you know, I don't really get to share that, you know, quirky side of me as often, or quirky, you know, yeah. things about me with yeah. people as much. So it was definitely, that was a good question. But the only thing I would say is um, probably just to ask, like, 
Like, I, I have another single coming out. Like, if you guys would ask, like, oh, you know, what's the, what, what can we expect next from you guys? Something like that. So, so, what's, so what's next? <laughs> that will make that the last question. <laughs> yes. Okay. I do have another single coming out at the end of July. And then mm-hmm. I'm hopefully going to start working on an EP after that. So I've been working on writing and stuff. So, but yeah, next single coming out at the end of July. And then awesome. hopefully an EP you know, in the next year or so. So, yeah. So tell everybody how they can reach you. So all of my social medias are Brianna Blankenship Music on everything. Um, so you can follow me on there or my, you know, my Gmail is Brianna Blankenship Music at gmail.com. You can reach me there as well. Um, but, yeah, all my socials, Brianna Blankenship Music, give those a follow, and that's about it. We really enjoyed having you on today, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Definitely. Thank you yes. guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, and thank you for Talk your time. Soon. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Have a good rest of your day. You, you too. too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.